0: Hello. This is Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency, author, producer, and podcaster. Let's play ball and win. Our genuine discussion is basically, I, we're going to be talking about National Trio Day. And what is National Trio Day? What does, what does trio mean? My guest, our guest today is Brianna Buckner. She's the Assistant Director of Student Development at Kent State University in Kent, Ohio. Welcome to Confronting the Law Podcast, and thank you for joining us today.
1: Hello, and thank you for having me.
0: Well, let me first say, what is the purpose of TRIO? What is TRIO? TRIO is a set of federally funded college opportunity programs that motivate and support students from disadvantaged backgrounds in their pursuit of college degree. It's for income eligible students, first generation students, and students with disabilities. There are also, that's for the college graduate, graduation college post, well, college program. There are also pre-college programs which is the Upward Bound program. And there are some of the other up is Upward Bound, is Upward Bound Math Science. It is Talent Search, that also um, is for pre college programs. And these programs date back to 1964. The, the Education for Opportunity Act of 1964 established an ex, ex, experimental program known as the Upward Bound program. And since TRIO was started, we have had many famous individuals that have um, graduated from the program. We've had movie stars, we've had politicians, we've had um, entrepreneurs. We've had a gamut of individuals that have graduated out of these programs and are famous today. For example, Franklin Chang-Diaz was the first Hispanic astronaut, actress Angela Bassett and Viola Davis, the NBA coach, um, Olympic medalist Patrick Ewing and ABC News correspondent John Quinos. A U.S. congressman, Gwen Moore. And we also have a new congressman that's, um, I cannot, I, I feel, my mind is like going on a blank of his name. Do you remember his name, Brianna? who I'm what thinking state? about? Um, I want to say North Carolina or South Carolina. Oh, I can't remember that. Okay, well, I, I, forgive me if he listens to this podcast, <laughs> because right now I have a brain freeze and maybe it will come back to me um, once we get to discussing. Now, I am actually a TRIO alum. Um, and I gre- my program that I was in was Upward Bound, met- Upward Bound at Morgan State University. And it was a lifeline for me to meet like-minded people. When I joined the program, um, <laughs> I don't even know how I found out about the program. Honestly, I think somebody told my mom, and then she was like, "You're doing this," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And at first, I didn't even want to participate in it. I was like, "I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to um, participate in. I don't want to participate in. It. I gotta go on Saturdays, and I <laughs> spend some of my summers." <laughs> And I had a pretty good neighborhood clique. So I was a little annoyed when I first um, joined the program. I wasn't happy about it. But I felt when I started going, I found that I became close friends with the other individuals that were a part of the program. I felt like I was the, you know, the smart kid on the block because in the summertime I got to stay mm-hmm. on a college campus. And it was wonderful. Now you are also a, um, a professional, a um, a trio professional which is what we are called when you work with the program. Um, mm-hmm. I work for the Upward Bound Catonsville program for the Community College of Baltimore County. And um, I'm the program coordinator. So Brianna, tell us a little bit, you're with what we call our big sister program, because you work <laughs> with the college students. So tell us a little bit um, about your program and why do you think um, TRIO has been so successful and why it needs to continue to be a part of the
1: fabric of our educational system? So Kent State um, started with TRIO programs almost from the inception of TRIO programs. Their first program i believe in the 70s um and i believe it was an upper bound program um and so it's just been it's been an, in kent state's it's history um and for those who don't know kent state is known for many of things um and one being uh having very important people who helped begin what we now know um as black history month so we have a very rich here at Kenton, working with and being with and having community of um, underrepresented students and underprivileged. Students. The programs here, I think at Kent State currently, we have. Oh man, I think we have like five or six trio programs. Uh, multiple oh, wow. upward bound programs. We have SSS. We have McNair, and our newest program is um, EOT. Education Opportunity Centers. Um, so we have about five, about five programs, five or six programs here at Kent State. And we really work hard to um, be connected, um, especially now that we are, we're still in the pandemic, but we're, you know, in this new phase of the pandemic, we're still physically in places, but, you know, trying to maintain our health um but we're still trying to make sure students are connected and know their resources and that we can be connected as well as professionals in the in the space um i think that trio needs to an integral part in the nation's um, higher education space simply because it's always been important but i think being in this pandemic where people are starting to change their priorities as far as education and as um, where, where people are coming back to their education and people are dropping out of their education and we just need to continue to be that guiding light in those decisions for those people um, for our communities and I think that we continue have have had and will continue to be um those those types of resources for the people who are can change their life um, or who are experiencing um major life changes uh like the pandemic definitely people lost their jobs, people um maybe their jobs became more remote and that opened up more space for them to maybe continue to go back to school or there Uh, more money to say hey if you want to go back and finish your degree you can do this Um, so just all the changes that our culture is experiencing right now I think that trio programs can definitely step in to be that area where they're like okay you have this opportunity how do we how do we exploit that how do we move forward with that
0: thank you Brianna I found on um the COE net.org website that there are currently five trio alumni who serve in the u.s congress and mm-hmm. they are senator raphael warnet that's who i was thinking mm-hmm. about democrat from georgia and representative gwen moore democrat from i think this is wisconsin um stephen horace um democrat from ne- nevada Ian oh, omar democrat from minnesota and nakima williams democrat from um georgia if i'm connected if if, if i am um uh, pronouncing their names correctly okay i i have a question for you how how in your program what is the process for students that have um been through the um through high school and have now graduated and are going on to post-secondary college. What do they need to do when they get to their colleges to find out if there is such a TRIO program that they
1: are, that they can be a part of? Yeah, so our institution, um, we don't have for the, at least for our, um, our application isn't on our website. Um, we took that down because we were getting a lot of applications for students who and so to help our case our workload um we would prefer students come directly to us and so students graduating from who are interested in choose kent state university um we are located in the center for undergraduate excellence literally our doors are always open um (laughs) there's also a residence hall attached to our building so that's why i I giggle and say like our our doors are literally always open um stop by we would love to meet with you chat with you um we uh recently as in the last year or so um began a partnership with our first year orientation office so that way when students are coming in they already have an indicator their agenda if they are eligible for our program. So that way, when they have free time, they can stop by our office, ask us questions, fill information, and get to know us before they even start at the institution. So if you choose to come to Kent State, again, we already have with orientation, come see us, check out your paperwork, make sure you're eligible. You think you're eligible, but you don't see that eligibility on your paperwork come see us. Um, we love to talk to students. We'd love to get to know you all. Um, we also get a lot of referrals from our, um, just, yes, it was the day before yesterday, one of our current students stopped by my office with like three other people. And my door and said, I have friends. Um, so if you know someone at the institution and you're like, hey, I'm just unsure or I don't feel comfortable going over there, grab a friend, come on over. Um, we're really open. We're really fun. Uh, at least I think I'm fun, um, but yeah. <laughs> I prefer that people just come talk to us first before we get you to apply to make sure like you understand who we are, what we are. And uh, and then we send in the application via email or text if that's what they prefer and they can fill it out then.
0: Oh, very good. So it's easy once you, once, okay. Well, in our program, um, for upward bound for the pre-college students, you have to complete an application. You have to get referrals from your um, your school counselor or teacher, and we also ask for a current report card. Do you guys Ooh. have any? Um, requirements w- where it's tied to
1: their previous GPA or anything like that for the college students or no? We have no academic requirement. Um, we do offer one-on-one. So if like, we want you, if you're one of those students who is struggling in classes, we want you to come to us so we can get you signed up with a tutor. But currently, we don't have any academic requirement on our application. It's just the um, first-gen low-income or registered with our student accessibility services.
0: Okay, very good. Very good. I want to know a little bit more about you as a professional. We're talking about the program. This is this is Black History Month and we mm-hmm. are both women of color yes. and we both are women of color working in higher ed. So <laughs> yes. let's let's let, while we're while we're playing homage to the tr- uh, National Trio Day, I would also like to pay homage to the fact that we do now honestly have more women of color who are graduating, not only women mm-hmm. of color, but men of color who are graduating mm-hmm. from higher ed. But the cycle of disparity is still there. Yeah. With that said, beca- I want to bring up Black History Month because we're both of color. Mm-hmm. With that said, what do you think have been your greatest challenge personally not only in your professional work as a TRIO professional, but maybe in your in your life as being just a woman of color?
1: Oh, that's a big question. Um, to say, um, being okay with who I am. Hmm. And that's mostly in the professional world as a lot of institutions. So actually earlier today, um, I was talking with my director and he had the demographic statistics about the the entire institution. Um, and he was shocked that our institution has left, um, people of color as uh, staff. Um, Hmm. so he was surprised by that. I wasn't. Um, and so it's just being able to be who I am in, in the workspace. Um, and I have been very fortunate in my experience. So I've been in higher ed since 2017. Um, I graduated from grad school. I graduated from Kent State. So I actually have a long history with this place. Um <laughs> I graduated from Kent State with my master's in higher education back in 2017. And then I started a national career at the University of Cincinnati Blue Ash College. So at one of their regional campuses. Um, and fortunate to be there, and then eventually here back here at Kent State, where I had colleagues who were open and have conversate tough conversations about race, about politics, about social issues. Um, so it made it so it made me feel more comfortable to start taking down some of those walls that a lot of Black women or a lot of Black people in general when they walk into these professional spaces that build up. Um, And so like being in this space, especially working with, so while TRIO, at least the SSS program have a nationality or ethnic um, or uh, race requirement for our program, a large majority of our programs are Black or Brown. So having to be able to serve those students and be myself has really been something that in the last few years has been comforting and being able to be myself with the staff that I'm with, to be able to discuss the issues and be able to express myself in a way that I'm comfortable and confident with. Um, I, I I don't know if I can still consider myself a new professional, but um, being a newer <laughs> professional, if has it's been a journey but just being able to be comfortable and learning who i am as i grow in my professionalism um and i'm I'm in the space where i'm also very fortunate that um, the associate dean and the dean that um, our program reports to are both black women Um, and so having their support and having their guidance has also been i can't put into words just to be able to have someone who has been in the shoes that i've been in and has understood the the challenges that it has that that it is to be a black person or a brown person in higher education um it's 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 comforting and i know a lot of people don't have that that um opportunity that experience and so i i'm grateful to have the opportunity and to have that experience thank you brianna
0: If if you would be able to tell yourself your 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 high school self. One thing that you would do differently oh. in your journey. What would you reach back and say, Brianna? Don't do this, or do what? it this way, or maybe you should try this differently. What what would you reach back and say to yourself? I would shake
1: her. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I while. I'm not a trio alumni. I would have I do fall into the populations. I would have been a low-income student. I would have been a first generation college student. Um, there was an upper bound program at my high school. My hmm. friend was involved in upper bound. So it wasn't <laughs> like a lack of knowledge. I knew what it was. I knew I just did not take advantage of those resources. Um, hmm. so if I could reach back to younger me, I would say do all th- do them um I think part of it was a a little bit of fear and unknown um I and I think a lot of experiences as well I guess a little bit like an imposter syndrome of I don't think I'm good enough for these types of things um and so I didn't do those things because I didn't think I was I I didn't didn't think I could um so I would shake her and say you can you can do it you can do that and to know now what i know as a as a professional i've missed out on so many opportunities um that sss provided that upper bound so it's it sometimes i'm mad at myself i'm like man if i had these opportunities and i did i just didn't take advantage of them so i do all of the things that have been presented to you
0: i would totally agree with that um like I said, I really didn't want to go into the program. My, <laughs> yeah. my mom was my mom was like, "You're going." And what's funny about that, Brianna, is I actually um, it just re- I just remembered recently that I technically failed ninth grade. <laughs> I had to go to summer school. I had to uh, go to yep. summer school for English and math. The math I shouldn't have had to go to summer school. I was in the summer school class. Um, and I'm afraid helping the math teacher teach everybody else that was in the math class. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you, the teacher actually reached out to my mom, who was an educator, and told her, I don't know why that teacher, I got a 69 in math, okay? Mm. I got a 69, that, it was no way she should have gave you a 69, you should have passed. Because I was in there the whole summer helping him teach the class. Mm -hmm. English was a rebellion thing. My mom was an English teacher (laughs) and um, in the summertime she forced me to read over the summer before I could go out and play. So I said I hated English, anything to do with English. I was mad. I did, you know, I was rebellious. But who paid? I did because I had to sweat in the (laughs) summer and spend my summer in summer school. And I swore to goodness I was in and I didn't. So I believe that's how I was thrown into Upward Bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe Throne. that was probably, probably it. But I fell in love with it. If I could reach back and tell myself one thing, that not, not just being of color, not just being a woman, and not just being a rebellious kid, I would reach back and say, okay, not only think, try new things,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but so that you can get new opportunities, but don't be scared to make friends with someone that don't look like you. That too, yeah. Because my world in high school, I went to a what is considered now a magnet school. Um, okay. I went to Western High School, which was very diverse. My mom made sure my friends were diverse, but I had opportunities to do things, some things that I didn't want to do because I didn't, I don't, I think it was, I wasn't comfortable in my own skin.
2: Yeah, Maybe that's
0: what it was. My mom was all things black. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> mm-hmm. from, being, um, from being an elk to me being a, a debutante, I mean, anything that the black um, social escalon had going on, I participated in. And I appreciated that, but I think that it took me, it took me until I was in my professional life, in my professional career, to be introduced to working alongside colleagues that didn't look like me. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a rude awakening for me. Because when I got into retail, I was one of the few African-Americans, one of the few Black managers in retail. Um, when I got into banking, I was one of the few branch managers that was Black. Um, and basically every step along my professional career, I didn't sit around a table of all... Black and brown folks, mm-hmm. and I would tell myself back then, reach out and try to find a circle to be in that doesn't look like you, so that mm-hmm. when you get into your professional life, that the world is not all black. We're not yeah. in. We're not in um, Trinidad or Tobago, where ninety percent of the, I believe, close to ninety percent of the population is black and brown. Yeah, We're in the United States of America. Our percentages aren't that high. So just like you said, Kent is 11%. I don't even know what the percentage of um, minorities are at um, CCBC for employment, for employees. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that we are a minority, majority college. So most of mm-hmm. our students are black and brown, but I would, tell I would challenge my younger self to step into a room that that doesn't look like you so that Mm. you could build on that experience because it took some I mean it took it took me a minute to get comfortable in the arena of being okay to be me in an all-white world it's okay I can still be taboo So I, I think that's what I would reach back and tell my, myself. That's what I would reach back and say, is there, is there anything you would like to, um, say to, to yourself today that will help you in your next journey and your journey to wherever, where do you see yourself? Do you always want to see yourself as a trio professional or, or do you expire, aspire to go higher up in um, higher ed?
1: Oh, my goodness. That is such a good question. And I tell my students this all the time. Like, you can choose whatever major degree you want. You're still going to you, you know get into <laughs> the field. You're it's, not even kidding. That is so true. Like, so I try to get them out of this mindset of, you know, I'm only going to be this. And I'm like, no, no, you can change your mind later. Um, I don't know uh and that's hard to say because and i've spent five plus years now in this field and i love what i do it's not that i don't love what i do future holds for me is that moving up as a director is that moving into the area of be going like towards becoming a um okay. i recently as of well, what day was that as of like wednesday of last week wednesday or thursday of last week i was admitted to another master's program oh um, congratulations so do, thank you i'm gonna do the master's of library and information sciences because wow. i love to read and i love literacy and i love information um and so it because someone asked, That's me, awesome. what are you thank you someone asked like what do i plan to do with that degree want to incorporate it in a way for adult learners and that includes traditional and non-traditional college students I want to include some type of literacy program to make sure they are prepared um I don't have statistics off the top of my head but I who come from disadvantaged backgrounds and areas that don't have a lot of money to go into their school systems they come to college at a disadvantage not only generation or a low income they have a trouble with comprehension um and so i just i there's some way i don't have i don't have the the plan quite yet but there's something in literacy that is calling to me um and so as far as like what it what it looks like for me in the next five ten years i don't know yet um I'm still trying to figure that out. That's
0: awesome. That's really awesome. Congratulations on that. That is awesome. I can't wait for you to shoot me an email and say, I'm graduating.
1: (laughs) It's gonna be a (laughs) while but I'm going slow.
0: (laughs) That's okay, that's okay. That is okay. Well, Brianna, I love the fact that you were able to jump on with me um, for National Trio Day and to just share some, you know, some wisdom to our younger selves so that maybe that maybe the young people that would listen to this podcast will appreciate our experiences as a professional. Yeah. And you being a, a first-generation student and myself being um, also an Upward Bound alumni, I just think that um, it's good to hear from others, to yes. take some Take some of their wisdom as as we pull back, and we're already making the path. We're we're right. already the trendsetter for them. We just gotta reach back and pull our students forward, and Correct. hopefully they can listen to some of our wisdom, and we learn from them too. Sometimes, I've oh, absolutely, a lot from my kids, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I sit there and I'm like, oh my goodness, a light bulb went off. Yeah, yep, didn't know that. So we learn as well. But I truly thank you, Brianna, for coming on to my podcast today. Listeners become a listener supporter. Tune in next time to listen to a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. Let's play ball and win. This is Taboo Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency, author, producer, and podcaster. You have an awesome day and have an awesome National Trio Day. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you. This is Tabu Winslow-Mars, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency, author, producer, and podcaster. Let's play ball and win. Our genuine discussion today is on TRIO, which is a federally funded program, and today is National TRIO Day.
1: Yay!
0: And I have with me today, our guest is Hamad Bello and Elizabeth Lowry. They are students at Upward Bound Catonsville, CCBC, which is part of TRIO. And I am a program coordinator for the Upward Bound TRIO program in Catonsville. And I wanted to, um, for National TRIO Day, pay homage to the program in which I am an alum from. I graduated out of the class of 1987 um, at the Upward Bound Upward Bound program At Morgan State University And I loved the program When I first joined the program I didn't want to participate My mom made me join um, But I loved it I mean, I really loved it So I want to hear from you two guys um, Let's start with Elizabeth Elizabeth, tell us your name What school you attend um, What grade you in What brought you to Upward Bound And what you like about Upward Bound
2: So my name is Elizabeth Lowry, I go to Lansdowne High School and I'm a current 10th grader. Um, I had originally joined the Upward Bound program by recommendation from friends and because I had seen the presentation from one of the program coordinators at my school and i just thought that it was something i would be interested in and my friend you know he told me that he thought that i would perform really well in it because of my academics so i was just like all right i talked to my guardian and we gave it a shot and uh we had the interview and everything went really well and it was a little bit intimidating at first because i didn't really know anybody and it was something new that i was trying but as the weeks went on and the more academy academies that i attended um I really found that I was building a relationship with other students as well as the teachers in the program and the program coordinators. And I'm almost certain that the first field trip that I attended with them was to George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. And I had a really good first experience. Not only did I like the college, but I also liked that I was able to experience something like that with a new group of people in a new place and It really just made me more excited for future trips and for attending the uh, academies more um, And so far, I think that my favorite part of the program um, was the summer component uh, so over the summer we attended classes five days a week and it was my first experience with an overnight college trip and we went to Old Dominion. Um, I think that was also in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. It was my first time ever doing something like that. And just being, you know, with a group of friends, uh, learning about this new place, learning about this college, and the activities that we participated in. We did like Top Golf and then. We took a tour on, like, I think it was Nauticus, Mm -hmm. and we got to see, like, um, a ship that was used in the war, and we got to learn about that. And it was pretty cool. I'm not, like, totally into history, but it was definitely, like, a very interesting experience. And I'm excited to do something like that again.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth. Hamad?
2: Um,
3: My name is Hamad Bellow. I go to Randystone High. Uh, I'm in 10th grade. Uh, What originally brought me here was the school, uh, Randystone High. I didn't really know much about it, about uh, Upward Bound at first, but I got a call from the, the speaker told me, telling me to come down to the office that someone wants to talk to me, and I was a bit confused because I was like, yo, did I get in trouble or something like that? But like, yeah, I found out that I was recommended for Upward Bound, you know, to join and all that. At first, I was like, eh, what's the point? I don't really like books and all that. I basically like to do stuff with my hands. but..." I came to like it because, you know, I got to experience new stuff that got me out the house. You know, I met new people, you know, met some familiar faces also. And what got me to stay was being able to get out the house. (laughs) Because I want to go out the house, but, like, I don't have the, the opportunity. I don't have the time and all that. But this got me, you know, the opportunity to pull out my time to get out the house. So, yeah, it's been fun. It's still fun. And I like coming here.
0: I have. I would like to know what has. What is your biggest um, concern with your education today? In this kind, after we're in we're post COVID, but what is your? If you could tell a lawmaker, a policymaker, somebody, if you could tell Mr. Biden, Mr. President, what would be one thing you would say that you would hope they would do? Um, to keep TRIO alive and funded, and that would help the program. What thing would you ask for?
3: Well, uh, me, when I'm doing COVID, I got stuck at home for two years. (laughs) They got to go to school and all that. And that gave gave me new perspective on how to see stuff. I started making stuff out of cardboard. My dad got so mad at me because I was littering everywhere. But like, (laughs) I got to experience new stuff. So I think that for trio, they should kind of try to like get uh, get opinions from the students. Like, what do they want? Like, what do they need? You know, what's gonna make them want to stay, not just come and you know, that's it. Make them want to stay. Make them want to continue. Make them want to promote.
0: Now, when I send my surveys out, because you haven't got one, Ahmad, when I send my surveys out, I want to make sure you respond. I'm going to be looking for Ahmad's response, because we do do surveys. I want you to know that. Um, I sent out a survey recently to our seniors, our graduating seniors, to find out if they wanted to participate in our our, um, bridge program, our summer bridge program. And I won't tell you how many responses I got back, but, That is somewhat a problem for us, is getting the responses back from the students, even with trips. When We do trips. I mean, we have a trip coming up to Princeton University, and the last time I looked, I think we only had, I think we had like 30 students. We have 70, we now have 74 students in this program, and only at that time 34. We can only take 50, but we're not at 50. We should have been at 50 at the first day. So. Getting the responses back from the students is a challenge that we have in the program as administrators. I think
3: that the Bristol University trip, uh-huh. for me at first, when I first saw it, I was like, I'm going to have to listen to lectures, <laughs> you know, sit down and all that. I didn't really want to do it, but my dad was like, it's a trip, it's meant to be fun, you know, like it's going to be fun, you're going to go to see new stuff and all that. I was like, you know, why don't I try it and you know all that. So. That's was my first
0: goal will Well, this will be your first college sure. tour. Yep. So I guarantee you, Elizabeth can tell you the college tours are usually, we usually have a good time on the college tours. And you learn a lot about what you like in a school and what you don't like in a school. Because when you get to your senior year and you have to make that decision on that application or what applications you want to apply to, you'll know, uh, I don't know if I want to be in a city. I don't know if I want to be in an urban. I don't know if I want to be in a suburban. I don't know if I want to be in a small school, or private school, or a big large college. Yes. So it gives you the opportunity to experience different school settings before you have to make that decision and commit for four years. Elizabeth.
2: My biggest thing um, about college trips the i think the main purpose for me is to get my name out there and to build my networking so uh, i recently actually yesterday i went on a uh, college tour with my avid group okay very my good school, and we went to york college in york pennsylvania and um i use the opportunity usually we have like in sort of like introductory information session when we first get there and like a little panel room with like all the students and usually the uh, people of the college have like a presentation for us. And I take that opportunity to ask questions if this school is what I'm looking for in terms of my major. So I usually ask about the programs they have about, um, if they have like an education major, if they have a secondary education major, if they have English majors, and if they have writing minors. Because those are the things that I'm interested uh, when I'm looking for a college, um, and when I went to your college, they had when they were reading off like the schools that they had, like you know how like uh, with colleges they usually have like different schools like different. school of business mm-hmm. or school of health sciences, etc. And she they at your college they have uh, five schools, and the um, woman who's presenting to us she had only listed three of the five. And the two that she didn't list were arts and communications and uh, social sciences. And under uh, arts and communications is English and under social sciences is education. And I had asked her, I was like, well, because you didn't list these two other schools, does that mean that, you know, there's not as much student participation in those schools? And she was like, sure, yeah, that's, yeah, um, that's pretty much the case. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. So I kind of knew that like, that college wasn't going to be the best for me because I used the opportunity um in the beginning to ask questions but it's still I still think that even if I know I'm not going to go to this college that it's still good to get like communications because I could keep in contact with those people and then like they could give me recommendations for other place or um even like when i'm applying to another school they could be like a recommendation like they could give my recommendation to that school
0: or it might end up being the school you go for graduate school mm-hmm. for your masters it might not be well this might not fit for my bachelor's degree but for my master's degree oh i remember going to that school and they had this major and maybe you know i might i might apply to them for my 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 uh, master's degree yeah. program now what what um where do you see yourself I still before we go there I still want you to use this platform right now to tell President Biden and any of the other lawmakers why TRIO is important to keep funding
2: well I think like I said it's important for students and like Ms. had said it's important for students to know what they want to get to experience these things in real life, not just hearing about them, not just reading about them, not just maybe doing a virtual tour, but actually getting in person and being able to see it and be like immersed in that experience, I think is really important. I know, especially for me, like actually having the physical experience of being there, seeing the people, talking to the people and knowing what kind of um, environment that place has to offer is important. And then like I had mentioned networking it's a lot easier in person to like be able to network with people and actually put a name to the face and you know just a, like a demeanor to the person and demeanor to the name and be able to really present yourself as someone who you know deserves to be in that space deserves to be at that college. Um, And i think that it's a little bit harder to do that virtual even if you would do like a video call or a video conference with someone just actually being able to you know see body language and just a person's demeanor is really important face to face and i think that's like the biggest part about like why trio is important not only just like the college tours but also like in the classroom during academies like being able to get that like extra support for school and being able to Interact with professors that might give you a different insight on a lesson that you know you might ha- you might not have understood in school with your teacher in school, but the professor during the academy can give you a little more guidance with that and maybe help you understand it a little bit more.
3: Okay. So uh, what I would say is that you know, the reason why trio should be you know promoted more and funded more is because uh, it's flexible. But remember, I mean that is because what I mean by that is that. Uh, high school these days are not flexible. It's more about English math, you know What uh, all that curriculum and all that nothing more than that not trying to understand the students not try to get what they need, But what we want you to have that's what that's what school these days is trying to implement But like in my point of view trio is more flexible because it, it gave me you know it gave me ideas about like You know you have many options you don't have to go just this way. You don't have to go the way, you know, education is pointing you where you can explore whatever you want to go. Because back then I was more of I wanna become an engineer. I didn't know what, but I just knew I wanted to become an engineer. But now trio helped me understand that engineer there's construction, there's mechanical, there's IT, there's a lot of stuff. So and I chose IT because I like to do stuff with my hands. I don't do all that stuff. So yeah, that's why I think you should be you know, more promoted.
0: Than it is. Now, what do you think you guys, now, Hamad may not be able to answer this, but you've been in the program longer than Hamad, Elizabeth. What do you think, how do we do with this social and emotional portion, the mental health portion of our students? Do you think that we cover enough? Um, we are funded to do that. Are we doing enough when it comes to your social well-being and your emotional well-being?
2: I think so. Um, I know that, like, in the recent, like, I think like the past couple months before Ms. Bell had left, that she was doing in-person check-ins during Saturday Academy, asking students how they were doing in school and, you know, just how they were feeling in general, how they were feeling with the program. And I think that was helpful to some students because they really needed like that person to check on them. And it was also helpful to like you guys to like know like what we needed in the program and you guys caring about our needs like Hamad had said earlier, like you guys um, asking us what we need, what we want, and what we think would benefit the program. And um, my coordinator who I was assigned to was Mr. BP. And also like before she left that we would do meetings about like once a month. and. Every time that we would do a meeting she would ask me like how I was doing in school, how I was doing, if I needed help with anything, and then if I did need help with like a certain class or something, she would point me in the right direction and give me the information that I needed and like which teacher I needed to reach out to.
3: So I haven't been here long but like from what I've seen, I think you're doing more than an effective job because every Saturday you make sure you, you talk to everyone, you try to get everyone to talk to each other each other to you know, to so, socialize and communicate so, yeah i think yeah
0: that's good well i it, i'm gonna say this we are in transition in our um in our program we've lost our pro our other program coordinator our director our part-time coordinator our part-time office staff so right now as the in upward bound um ccbc i am it taboo Mars is the only program coordinator and the only um, full-time staff dedicated to the program. We are actively recruiting um, to fill the other positions, but I wanted to pay homage to TRIO because I'm an alum. I know what the program did for me. Um, I wouldn't be the individual I am today if it wasn't for Miss Connie, who is, is, who is now the program director at Morgan State University. That tells you how long she's been in TRIO, that she was my coordinator in 1987 when I graduated. Now she's the program director. She's been the program director for many a year. And um, she was like our mom away from home. The only difference between our program here and the program that I was in with Upward Bound is that our program was a, um, a on-campus program. We had a residential program in the summer where the entire six weeks we stayed on a college campus. We were on Morgan's campus and when we were on in the residential halls. Um, our program here is not a residential program. It's a commuter program in the summertime and I wish if I could get more funding, that is what I would ask for more funding from. I would say, President Biden, can you please add about 20 grand so a year so that my students here at Upward Bound Catonsville could go onto a college campus and stay the entire summer for that six weeks That's and experience it. And maybe we could move it around from one campus to the other and every year we wouldn't be on the same campus so our students could experience different atmospheres and different environments. That would be my ask. If I could ask for more money, other than, you know, I think we need to be paid more, but (laughs) I would really ask, I truly would like us to get, drop me 20 grand, so that, you know, 20 or 30 grand, um, however it would take, so that we could take our kids and stay on the campus. Um, because we're a community college, some community colleges actually do have residential halls. We don't. So, since we don't, we can't provide that unless we partner with other schools. And I would love, if I could pull it off and be able to have y'all on a college campus for six weeks, um, I would love that that would be my ask if I could ask for more money. Outside of to keep us funded <laughs> so that we can continue to do the good things we're doing. But if I could ask for a little bit more money, um, that would probably be one of the things that I would ask for. Is it anything else that, um, when we talk about networking, because you've mentioned networking a couple of times, Elizabeth, is it anything else we could do or y'all would suggest to other programs that may listen to this recording um, that that we could do um, to help y'all build good networking skills, not only for other high school students, but even maybe with college students. Anything that you could think of that might be a good suggestion for the other programs that are going to listen to this message,
3: this podcast? Um, I would think that they should partner each student with, like, a... A graduate from that program you know, to help them understand because I would say that the best person that can understand oneself is someone that has went through what you're going through. Yeah, there's been through it. So they don't understand your point of view, like what you are trying to say, what you expect. So like a
0: mentorship program. Yeah, like a mentorship We actually have one in place. Um, we haven't started, hasn't been implemented yet, but we're working on that. Because that, we, we've gotten that feedback, that we've gotten. So we're working on that, and we're trying to build, build um, and pull back our alumni to come back and you know share some some time with you guys those that have um, matriculated already through um, their bachelor's degrees um, to come back and talk to you guys so we are working on that that the mentorship program we're working on we're working on it with a different slant too That's good. That's okay what about you um Elizabeth
2: I think that other programs should really focus on the well-being of their students yeah. that to the students it really shouldn't just feel like an extra add-on to school that it should really feel like a community mm-hmm. that they should really feel like they're a part of like the trio family that the they're really is just
3: pressure these days like, right right all they want is just get a's get a's doesn't matter how you feel about it doesn't matter what you're going through just get a's that's just it now that's do all
2: you, i i think that um like Ahmad had said, the, that the program shouldn't put as much pressure on the students, and yes, like, encourage them to do well, and if they're not doing well, then help them in the parts that they're struggling with, but don't make it feel like it's just an add-on stress. Don't make it feel like you're pressuring them to do anything. Just really, like, be there for that student and celebrate them when they do well and celebrate, you know, what the, all their accomplishments and when especially when they are struggling and they finally reach those goals just really making sure that they know that like what they did was good and that they're on the right path
0: now do we do that well here
2: i think so okay i'm getting nervous i'm like oh my god i'm like are we
0: not loving on you guys i'm like oh my goodness (laughs) yeah i know
2: for me my personal experience um, I heard a lot of positive feedback uh, from Mr. VP when she was still the coordinator that I was partnered with that when like, she would ask me how my classes were going Um, I've never really, like, struggled in one particular topic, so she was always just making sure that, like, I was continuing, like, on the path that I was on, and she would let me know that, like, she was proud of me and that, like, we were doing what we, that what I was doing was good. And especially during the summer component, when we had the award ceremony at the end, I think that that is also a really important part for students, especially if you're gonna have them coming five days a week and have them completing classwork that's separate from their school. Um, that you just celebrate the accomplishments that they do and just really have them, like, evolved and a part of a community.
0: Okay. Anything else? Amon? No, I think
3: that's it. Yeah, because TRIO is more about, uh, like you said, being a community. Mm-hmm. When I go to school on Monday, all I think about is you know, I have to get to class, I have to do my work, I have to focus and all that. But when I get here, I, I know that I can be flexible You know, I can communicate with people. I can still do my work. I can, you know, have fun. It's not just about studying and all that.
0: Well, we try, we try, (laughs) we try. (laughs) I try. Let me say. (laughs) Well, I thank you guys for coming on. This is Tabu Winslow Morris, sole owner and founder of Triumphant Athletic Agency, author, producer, and podcaster. You have an awesome day, and. Thank you to Elizabeth and to Hamad for coming on to my podcast today. Listeners, become a listener supporter. Tune in next time to listen to a genuine discussion with and for genuine folk. Let's play ball and win. Have a great National Trio Day. Thank you, guys.